Welcome to Decrypt, Asia's first blockchain and cryptocurrency podcast. I'm your host, Tushar. Each week, we take a deep dive into the Asian blockchain scene with investors, technologists, and industry insiders. Go to decrypt.asia to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram to join in the discussions. Welcome to the show, Tiago. Oh, uh, Tushar, thank you so much for having me. Before we dig into what you're building, could you tell us a little bit about your background and your journey in the blockchain space? Sure, sure. Um, well, uh, my name is uh, uh, Tiago. Uh, I am from Portugal. Um, I've been uh, in the last three years uh, in Singapore. Uh, the reason I moved here was to open our Southeast Asia operations for uh, the Aptoid, which is the original company. Uh, and in terms of blockchain, uh, last year we decided to... Uh, um, to develop this uh, uh, blockchain-based protocol. And um, we use the Singapore entity to run our ICO. And uh, right now we are uh, executing on the, on the roadmap that we promised our investors. The project that you're involved with is called Apto- uh, AppCoins. Uh, your plan, is your plan, however, to leverage the existing business called Aptoid? Or is oh, it... Yes. Oh, yes. For sure. So um, to give you an idea that the tagline for our ICO was the first ever um, uh, ICO for 200 million active users. Why 200 million active users? Because that was our user base uh, last year in 2017. So what I usually say in terms of the AppCoins project, um, we, we, we have something very valuable uh, behind us, which is our user base. So just to give you an idea, last month, we had uh, 35 million monthly active users in Aptoid. Uh, on a yearly basis, that corresponds to 250 million users. And these are the users to whom we're going to push uh, the first version of the AppCoins protocol. Okay, so I'm going to get into how your traditional business is going to be affected with the creation of AppCoins. Uh, App but could you tell us a little bit, you already touched on this a little bit, but could you tell... Uh, some of our listeners who may not know about Aptoid, it's obviously an app store, but of course. Could, you, could you tell us yeah. a little bit more about what Aptoid is? What's your business? Yes. Do, do you compete with Google Play because you're, you're an Android focused app store or like what exactly is, is, you know, what exactly is Aptoid? Yeah. Well, I, I don't like to use the word competitor because Google is just so, uh, Google Play is so much bigger, but um, you're right. It's um, an alternative to Google Play. So let's see this scenario. A user goes um, to a, a smartphone shop. They buy an Android phone, can be a Samsung, Xiaomi, whatever. Uh, it easily uh, comes uh, with Google Play pre-installed on the, the smartphone. If for any reason the user cannot use Google Play or they don't want to use Google Play, and then we, I can explain uh, some of the reasons, um, they can install an alternative app store in their Android device. So Aptoid is one of those. So just an alternative to uh, Google Play. And are there a lot of other app stores beyond Google Play and yourself? Well, um, I think the most famous, uh, at least in the Western world, uh, is um, Samsung. Samsung has a Galaxy apps. Many people don't know, but there's an app store from Samsung in the uh, Samsung phones. Um, Amazon also has an app store. Alibaba, Baidu as an app store, and then there's us, Aptoid. We, uh, based on our numbers, we think we are uh, one of the top three Android app stores outside from China. 
where Google Play will be uh, uh, number one. There's not a clear number two, but I would say Aptoid is somewhere uh, between number two, number three in terms of uh, users. Amazing. I didn't know that actually. Are you an Android user or an iPhone user? Actually, so, uh, so I was for the longest time, I was a BlackBerry user. And, okay. then I've, and since then, I've only used iPhones. Yeah, so if you have an iPhone, you don't have a choice, okay? You must use the App Store that comes with your iPhone. Uh, for Android users, they, there's still a way for them to install another App Store if they cannot or they don't want to use Google Play. So how did the idea of app coins come about? Could you tell us a little bit more about it? And yes. uh, yeah. For oh, sure. So the idea uh, uh, came around uh, uh, August last year, 2017. Um, so basically the, the story of Aptoid is that um, we've been around since uh, 2011. Uh, 2013, we got our seed rounds. Um, uh, early 2016, we got our series A rounds and we use uh, that money to expand to Asia not only here in Singapore, uh, Southeast Asia, but also uh, Shenzhen in China. And then last year we were at the point where we were ready to go for a Series B round. That's the traditional path of a, a startup. Um, but our feeling was that if we just go for a Series B round and keep doing what we're doing, uh, we don't stand a chance against uh, Google Play. And, uh, and let me explain why uh, we, we think like that. Because when I was pitching for the Series A round in 2015, we had um, 10 million monthly active users. At that time, Google Play had 1 billion monthly active users. If you fast forward two years to 2017, we had 20 million monthly active users. And at that time, Google Play had 2 billion. So even though we're still 1% of uh, Google Play, in terms of absolute numbers, the gap became so much bigger. And why I cannot catch with Google Play is because I'm not generating enough money with my app store. And um, one of the things we're trying to address with our blockchain protocol is to solve this dilemma of how can I generate more money uh, inside the app store through in-app purchases. And if you want to understand this better, I, I, I can explain a little bit further if, if you think it makes sense to share. Absolutely. So, um, you know, perhaps you could focus on all the problems that exist within app stores currently. Okay. So let, let, let's start uh, uh, with the payment part. So uh, the payment um, is working very well for uh, Google. Uh, that means um, any developer that submits uh, their game into Google Play, Google will take a 30% cut, 30% cut from all in-app purchases. Um, for another app stores like us, this is a, a big problem because we're not monetizing in-app purchases. Why? Because when I go to speak with a developer, let's say Candy Crush, right? And I say, would you create a version of your game with my billing? They will say no. They will say no because they look at my size and they look at the size of uh, uh, Google Play and we are so small compared to Google Play. So one of the things we're trying to address with AppCoins is that we're creating an open source protocol. Why open source? Because our goal is to get other app stores to join this effort for this open source protocol. And once we, we join forces, then it's not only my user base, right? It's the user base of the, the total uh, number of app stores using this protocol. And then when I go to speak with Candy Crush again, 
it's not only 1% of Google Play, maybe it's 5% of 10% of Google Play size. And then at that time, they will create a version of their game with AppCoin's payment. Is it clear to share? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to understand the process a little bit better. Uh, will the development requirements to publish an app, it could be a game, it could be another app on your platform, is it different from Google Play's? I mean, will there be separate development required to create an application in your app store compared yeah, to, say, Google Play? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's still Android game, okay? So in terms of the game, there's no uh, development of new code. Where you have to change something is the part of the billing. The biggest challenge, um, and the reason why they have to create a different build for us, is that if they put the game in Google Play, with Google Play payment, but also supporting app coins, Google Play will kick this developer out. They don't allow any other type of payment inside Google Play. So there's no alternative to the developer but to change the APK. So APK is the format of the, the, the game, uh, the, the file format for games um, and apps in Android. Sure. They'll have to submit one APK uh, to Google Play with Google Play billing. And then for other app stores, like app coins, they'll have to create a different uh, uh, APK. And the part that they have to change is the building component. And that's it. And how does, like, is it absolutely free to, uh, like, you don't take any cut today uh, from in-app purchases? Or do you still have a billing process within Aptoid today? So the, 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 uh, the plan with AppCoins is to cut the, the, the cost for the developer by half. So as I mentioned before, Google will take a 30% cut, 3-0. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, the AppCoins protocol, we're taking 1-5, 15. So half of the cost from Google Play. And then this 1-5 will be shared between the App Store and the smartphone manufacturer. Why we are rewarding the smartphone manufacturer? Uh, it's because Google Play today gives zero to the smartphone manufacturer. So that means if you download a game uh, from Google Play on a Xiaomi phone or Samsung, and then you buy something, the 30% cut goes to Google Play. They don't share anything to the manufacturer. We think that's not fair. So from the 1.5, the 15% that the AppPoints protocol takes, we're going to share this with the manufacturer of the smartphone. Sure. So my question was more about Aptoid, your current business. So how does billing work on Aptoid today? You oh, to so before AppCoins. So yeah. the billing was similar to Google Play, you know, accepting a credit card and MOL prepaid cards. Okay. Um, so there was no uh, big uh, distinction uh, from Google Play billing. And on top of that, with the traditional billing from Aptoid, the developer, if he, wants, he wanted to work with us, he would still have to create one version for Aptoid and one for Samsung, then one for Amazon and so on. With AppCoins, we changed this completely, okay? Because it's an open source protocol, as long as the other app stores uh, adopt this protocol, there's only one APK, and then it will be compatible with all the other app stores. So that's the main difference between how the billing with Aptoid work and how we're proposing with the new billing for AppCoins. Okay, so in the future when AppCoins um, goes live, and I'm going to get into where you are in terms of your development, mm -hmm. but in the future, I'm presuming on AppCoins, you will have your own cryptocurrency, which will be used to make payments, to make in-app purchases. Do you think Google is going to have, because you're still going to use Android phones, right? Do you think Google's still going to have some problems with uh, this new currency that is being used on your app store? Because it's still kind of their ultimate platform, right? 
Well, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the news about a month ago, but the uh, European Union just uh, gave a $5 billion uh, fine against Google because um, Google is trying to monopolize this uh, Android market, which when they introduced it, they said it was open source. Um, but in this case of what we're doing, there's nothing Google uh, can do, okay? It's our own app store, it's our own servers, it's our own uh, blockchain-powered uh, protocol. There's nothing Google can uh, do. What they'll keep doing is they'll keep telling developers, if you're going to publish a game in uh, Google Play, the only payment method that we accept is the Google Play billing. So they'll never accept app coins in their app store. I mean, I'm just curious and I'm just thinking out loud since you said this. Uh, yeah. Do you think there's a possibility that like tomorrow Google, uh, not explicitly, but implicitly, they kind of say that if you publish your application on Aptoid, you will not get into Google Play? I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know if this is a possibility. <laughs> so I, I would say to Shai, if you asked me this question like two months ago, um, I'm not sure about that answer. Now with what European Union just told Google, I think there's no way they can do that because that's really... If European Union is already saying that they are uh, anti-competitive, right, the way Google is operating, they have to be careful. They cannot do that type of statements, right? They can, they can set up the rules in Google Play and saying all the games that are published in, in Google Play, they have to follow these rules. But come out and say, hey, developer, you can only work with uh, Google Play. You cannot work with any other app store. I, I think they'll never do that, especially now with this uh, fine from European Union. Okay, so we've been talking about in-app purchases for a while. There's a couple of other components that you're looking to address with app coins as well. So advertising inside the app store is one of them and uh, application approvals is the other one. Could you talk a little bit more about uh, these two aspects? What are the problems that are there currently and, and how app coins uh, solves the issues that exist within these two verticals? Sure, sure. So, so yeah, I agree with you with the payments. I think it's clear, right? Just uh, reducing from 30 to 15, it's clearly uh, an improvement because yeah. there's no middleman. Uh, for the advertising and um, the app approval, um, sometimes it's not so obvious uh, to the common uh, uh, person, but let me explain. So the advertisement, the way advertisement works today for uh, apps and games is a model called uh, CPI, cost per install. This means um, you go inside a... a Facebook or Instagram or so on, you see this advertisement for this game, you click on the game, you install it, and, um, and this uh, channel, let's say Instagram or Facebook, they get paid by that uh, installation. The biggest problem today, is, or let, let me focus on two big problems with this model. One is the cost, right? So if you are the developer and you're trying to acquire users, you have to uh, spend money with all these intermediaries um, uh, in the CPI model, okay? From the channel, the store, the tracking link, servers, and so on. Uh, so all the cost stays in this middleman and not, there's no benefit to the user. And then the second thing is around uh, transparency. So many times um, the developers will see a new install, a new user, and because there's so many middlemen, they have no idea where this user came from. So what we're trying to do, taking advantage of the... Um, of the blockchain uh, and Ethereum network is on one hand, pass the, the, the money that the developer is spending to the user, okay? And removing the middleman. How are we gonna do that? So basically, uh, we're gonna have an offer wall, uh, now of course, uh, starting on Aptoid, where it says, 
uh, get rewards with app coins, and then we'll have a list of games and apps which are trying to acquire users. And users know, if I click on this game, I install it, and I spend two minutes of my time inside the game, I'll get rewarded with some app coins. So here's a big difference, okay? In the CPI model, all the intermediaries take the cost of the developer. In this case, there's no cost with the middleman, and it's all about rewarding the, the user. The second thing about transparency, it's a one-to-one -one relationship, okay? So the smart contract is between the developer and the user. So we'll register in the blockchain the information of which is the smartphone and which is the channel, the app store where this user is getting the, uh, this uh, game. So the developer can actually go to the public ledger and check uh, this information. There's no more uh, question of where this user came from because it's written on the blockchain. Third thing, you asked me about the security. So uh, when you discuss the iOS versus Android ecosystem, one of the weakness of Android is uh, about the security, okay? Um, there's usually more virus and malware in, Android, uh, in the Android platform versus um, uh, the iOS platform. Uh, today, as Aptoid, as a business, we have a security platform that we've been developing in the last seven years, and we do catch a lot of virus and malware uh, of the submissions we get in our App Store. So to give you an idea, every time someone uploads a new APK into our platform, we use six antivirus tools to check for a virus. Then we check uh, for malware, and we finally compare the signature of the game against one from Google Play to make sure it's the same developer. Only after these three steps, we allow this game to be published in our platform. The problem is that we're not sharing this information with anybody, okay? So let's say a developer tries to put a, a, a game with virus inside Aptoid and it's blocked. Then you can go to the Samsung App Store or Amazon App Store, try to do the same thing, and see if they can get through. And we're not sharing this information with Samsung and uh, Amazon. So what we're trying to create with um, the, the, block, uh, the AppCoins protocol is to create like a, a kind of like a, a blacklist that the telecom companies do. I'm not sure if you know about this, Tushar, but if you uh, have um, an account with a telco and you don't pay your bill and then they shut down your service, when you try to go to another telco provider in the same country, they have this blacklist that they share. And if they see your name there in this blacklist, they will not allow you to create a new account. We're trying to do the same thing with AppCoins. By using the public ledger on the blockchain, we're going to write the reputation of this developer. And then any other app store, when they see a new submission from a developer they didn't know, they can go and check the public ledger to see, is this a developer, a good developer or bad developer? I wasn't aware of that actually, but it's a, it's a very good analogy and it makes things very clear. Uh, so I'm just trying to understand how your current business is going to be affected with AppCoins coming. So is AppCoins going to be a separate app, app store or you're going to use Aptoid as the app store and we're just using AppCoins as the payment gateway? So is the second uh, thing that you said. So Aptoid is like the first client of the AppCoins protocol. We already have another app store uh, called Mobile Streams from UK, who is on board already, and we're trying to get other app stores uh, on board. But of course, because Aptoid is the, the company behind the AppCoins concept, we are the ones throwing ourselves first uh, into this project. So in the beginning, uh, AppCoins will be launched inside the Aptoid, but we're hoping in the future that another, uh, other app stores join us, just like Mobile Streams, and then we get more app stores using the protocol. Okay, <clears throat> and so, so I see a lot of companies, 
who had existing businesses try and migrate onto the blockchain and have their native cryptocurrency to incentivize the multiple stakeholders that exist in their ecosystem. How do your current investors, because you obviously had a seed round in 2013, had a series A in 2016, how does it affect the VCs or the angel investors that invested in your business in the seed or series A stage? Well, in our case, uh, it, it, it was really good because um, we raised these uh, $17 million uh, last December. And this gives us runway to support AppCoin's uh, project for the next uh, few years. So for the VCs, it's really good because we just got uh, uh, funds to support this new uh, project from Aptoid. And the VCs, the equity part in, our, in the Aptoid company, did not change at all. So for them, it's a, it's a, it's a great scenario. Okay, so now instead of the revenue that you were generating otherwise in USD, now you're going to, the, the, the valuation of, the, of Aptoid as a company go, uh, grows because of the revenue that you generate from the 15% that you will be charging for the in-app purchases. Exactly, exactly. Right. We, we, we'll still have uh, some traditional uh, ad business because we don't want to cut our revenues from one day to the other. But yeah, the focus now is on app coins. Yeah. And so the, uh, now the other aspect. So you mentioned that you will be generating some revenue uh, from a traditional perspective. How, does, how do those benefits translate into the investors who invested during your ICO? How do the token holders benefit from uh, the revenue that you generate from, from traditional means? No, so it, it, it's completely uh, distinct, okay? So uh, the traditional uh, uh, revenue we have from advertisement, they're just cash that uh, uh, adds to the top of the cash that we also had from the ICO. So that's cash for the company, uh, just to support uh, our operations, salaries, and so on. Uh, the investors of uh, our ICO, they'll benefit from the appreciation of the token. So if our project uh, uh, becomes successful, there will be demand for uh, app coins to get uh, this token because it's the only payment method that can be used inside uh, our platform. So if this demand is there, uh, hopefully the token will also appreciate. Okay. And uh, from what I understand from the white paper, you can't take this token outside of the ecosystem, right? You can't convert this. Or, or well, can you it is a specific token. So remember I told you about the advertising piece where the yeah. user gets rewards um, if you plays the game for two minutes, uh, we don't want this token to be cashed out, okay? We want the user, after he earns this token from watching the, not from watching, from playing the game for two minutes, we want him to use this token inside the, the games. We don't want him to cash out to, to exchanges. And the reason is we don't want to uh, have people creating like these click farms to try and mine the token, you know, just pretend they're playing the game for two minutes. So it's just uh, to protect us from uh, fraud. Okay. So I guess you would have two different kinds of tokens because, uh, or um, maybe... Well, that was the first idea, Tushar, to have two uh, types of tokens. But at, at this moment, we feel it's a bit complex. Yeah. So we're trying to create barriers, right? So if you earn these tokens um, from uh, playing the game for two minutes and you try to cash out, you're going to lose uh, money from cashing it out. So we're just trying to uh, put some obstacles such okay. that the user will have an incentive to spend inside the game instead of uh, cashing out. Okay. So, but technically speaking, it is still possible to, uh, at this point, obviously with a penalty, but to kind of cash out. 
Yes, just because we look at the scenario of two tokens and we, we yeah. felt it was too complex. Right. And uh, do the service providers have an option of choosing between USD and your token while listing their application? Or do they have to go with app coins when they publish the app on Aptoid going forward? So the transaction is only done uh, using the AppCoins token, uh, using the smart contract of AppCoins. Uh, what the provider has the possibility is on the back office, when they set the price in AppCoins, they can see the equivalent uh, in USD. But for the user, we only show the price in AppCoins. Okay. Um, and where are you in terms with your uh, developments currently? Is AppCoins already running? What can I do on your platform today? Okay, so the first thing I want to tell you, do you remember the third part about the app approval and security? Yeah. We haven't worked on that part yet. We've been focusing on the payment and the advertising. So the payment is already uh, um, in place. It's already the main net. The advertising uh, is also already on the main net, but still uh, uh, some bugs, a little bit behind. But everything is almost ready, and uh, we, we, we had to have it ready because uh, in our roadmap to our investors, we promised that uh, by September 2, we're going to push uh, the AppCoins uh, protocol to all AppToid users. So that's where we are right now. Okay. Finalizing the protocol, uh, we're also um, uh, in introducing something very important for September to launch, which is the top-up with the credit card inside the AppCoins wallet. Because let's be um, uh, reasonable, right? So the people that are going to install the games and spend AppCoins um, inside AppToid are not the crypto investors, right? So I'm not going to ask someone to go to a Binance to buy app coins then to make some uh, type of in-app purchase inside the game. So for the September 2 launch, we're going to have a top-up with credit card inside our wallet. So the user doesn't even need to have a, a, a crypto account in an exchange or something. Okay. So September 2 is actually a very uh, auspicious day. Auspicious is the word I was looking for. It's, yeah, my, it, it's, it's my 26th birthday also. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, <laughs> a very important date. Yeah. <laughs> On the double. For, for us, on our side, it's just, um, it was the nine months that we promised uh, uh, in our ICO, right? So right. we promised that by the third uh, quarter of this year, we will have the protocol ready to push for Aptoid users. So we plan to uh, accomplish it. And I'm very proud to say that until now, we haven't missed any of the milestones that we promised our investors. Okay, that's, that's amazing. Uh, th there's a lot of projects that are facing several delays which is in a lot of cases understandable as well, but uh, that is very amazing that you've kind of kept up with your roadmap. Uh, the other point that I wanted to check was um, from a publisher's perspective or like an app developer's perspective, um, you said that they can see the revenue from a USD perspective, but the user only sees, only can use app coins. Is there any problem from the app developer's perspective because their revenue will keep fluctuating as your coins fluctuate? Yes, it's something that might be a problem if it fluctuates too much. But yep. the good thing is that, let's say the, um, the app coins value uh, is not very high, and so the developer does not, does, doesn't want to cash out. The good thing is that they can just take those tokens and acquire more users through the advertising piece, right? Because we, we think that it's going to be much more efficient than traditional uh, uh, models to acquire users. So he'll say, okay, I have 1,000 app coins, Shall I cash out this to Fiat or shall I use those 1,000 app points to acquire uh, new users um, inside Aptoid? We think they'll choose the second if the price of the app points is not uh, at a good level. Okay, so from 2nd of September onwards as a user, if I have an Android phone and I'm using your app store, 
Um, I can still use a credit card. No, 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 no. Okay, let me clarify that. Yeah. We're putting all our effort into the AppCoins project. So the traditional building that I mentioned, yeah. we completely shut it down. We're okay. completely focusing on the AppCoins. So okay. all the transactions have to be with AppCoins. What we're going to have for September 2 is a top-up method uh, with a credit card. So, of course, you can buy AppCoins from Binance if you want, and then use those to make an app purchase. Or inside our wallet, you just put your credit card information, you buy some app coins, and then you can use those app coins for the in-game items. Yeah, but you can't use USD anymore, right? Like to make the purchases, you have to use no, app coins. No, only app coins. Because it, it, that's uh, how you can take advantage of the smart uh, um, contract, right? All right. Which is built into 85-15 uh, split. Yeah. Um, so beyond the September to release, is there any other item that is on your agenda over the next three to six months? Yes, there is. I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, and very important item. So um, November 5th is going to be an important date for us. Why? Because we're going to do uh, the App Store Foundation launch event in Lisbon, Portugal. Why Lisbon, Portugal? Because we are a Portuguese uh, a company. And it's also the week of the Web Summit, which is like a huge, maybe the biggest tech event uh, uh, in the world. Um, why the App Store Foundation? So do you remember how in the beginning of our conversation, I told you that this is open source. Uh, it's much more than just Aptoid, right? If we don't get the other app stores, the smaller app stores working together with us to try and fight Google Play, it's very difficult to break the Google Play monopoly. So we, we already have all the code in GitHub and we've announced that this is open source, but we feel, and we wrote that in the white paper, we need to have this entity, this independent entity, that will be in charge of promoting and governing the protocol. So we're incorporating the App Store Foundation and uh, we're planning to do it here uh, in Singapore. And then November 5th is the launch event of this foundation. And then of course the first two app stores uh, that are members of the foundation is Aptoid and Mobile Streams that I mentioned from UK. But we're hoping that other app stores also join as members of the foundation. And then to make sure that it's completely independent, the voting will be done uh, by the uh, token holders uh, uh, of AppCoins. So that means let's uh, um, fast forward one year and let's say Aptoid has 15% uh, uh, of the tokens and, and then the other app stores uh, and other investors have the other share of the tokens. And it, there's a decision on the table and Aptoid votes to go left, but the other majority votes to go right. The App Store Foundation will follow whatever uh, the majority votes. So this is how we're trying to make it a really independent um, protocol to show that it's not about Aptoid. Aptoid, just, it's just a member of the foundation. Is it clear? Yeah, so you will kind of have an on-chain governance depending on the amount of stake that you have in the ecosystem. Exactly. Right. But do you think there's a possibility that, you know, like there are two or three players who will have majority of the stake in terms of the tokens um, in terms of the app coins that are there in the whole ecosystem? Well, which to give you an idea, in terms of the token split, so there's a fixed supply of 250 million. 40% were sold uh, um, in the ICO, so they're not in our hands. And then for the remaining 60%, only 15% belongs to Aptoid. The rest were 10% for uh, advisors. 15% uh, will be to support the operations of the App Store Foundation. And then 20% is for bootstrap initiatives, for incentives to, to bootstrap the, the, the protocol. And these 20% are also under the management of the App Store Foundation. So right now, 
uh, of course, these 60% are still with, in our wallet because it hasn't been uh, unlocked and uh, distributed. But yeah, we'll be a minority stakeholder. Okay. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to mention that we may not have talked about? Well, uh, I would just like to go back to your comment about uh, <laughs> how we've been doing well uh, uh, versus other projects. Um, I, um, we have a big community on Telegram, more than 10,000 members. Of course, the crypto market is uh, down now. Everybody is suffering. But one of the things that I would like to tell anybody that is listening to us is that um, it, it's like you said, I, I think we are believing in our, our promise. There's so many projects out there, like you said, that after uh, more than one year, uh, after their ICO, and uh, after raising big sums of money, much more than we did, they have nothing to show. I'm really proud that we already have our protocol in the mainnet. Today, you can already download the Aptoid developer version and test the payments. So I think we're doing pretty well in terms of the development and the promise that we gave to our investors. But yeah, we're suffering. We decide not to do any market making. There's a lot of ICO projects that hire these firms to do market making in Binance, Wobby, and HitPTC. We have decided not to do it because we think that's uh, artificial. So I, I just ask our investors to be patient. We've been delivering everything that we promised. And uh, we have uh, a strong user base, right? 35 million monthly active users that are not going anywhere. Uh, we work with uh, more than uh, 50 uh, smartphone manufacturers out there. Uh, we have a relationship with 12,000 Android developers. So we are here to stay, okay? <laughs> this, these partnerships and these users are not going anywhere. It might take some time for uh, AppCoins to become a, a popular payment effort and a user acquisition effort, but um, we, we won't give up until we accomplish what we, are, uh, we want to. That's great to hear. So what's the best platform to follow AppCoins developments? Well, it's Telegram. So if you go to Telegram and search for AppCoins official, we have a, a a channel uh, where you can follow uh, all the important news. We are on Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, so those are right. the, the top channels. All right, great. I think on that note, let's end this interview. Thanks, Tiago, for coming on the show uh, on this thank Friday you so much. evening. Yeah, thank you so much, Tushar, for the it's opportunity. Great to have you on the show. Have a great weekend. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram, and subscribe to our newsletter on decrypt.asia. This is your host, Tashar. Thank you for listening.